Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, Andy. Your take on the election. Ah, the election. Good morning, Don. It's a bummer. Good morning. I know. I feel like I have a hangover. I know, right? Um, you know, it was, it was uh, the great Joe Banner about a dozen years ago <laughs> after losing the NFC championship game who reminded us of Albert Einstein's quote, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And here we are after 2018, 2020, 2022, and now 2023, and expecting different results. And this Republican Party of ours has to realize we are on the losing side of history when it comes to the abortion issue. Mm -hmm. And if we continue to do the same thing over and over again, and even if we try to modify the results and try to modify our stance and say, well, what we really mean is a 15-week ban, we will continue to lose elections, including in 2024, with or without Donald Trump. We have to realize that this country does not wish to have bans and restrictions on abortion, especially women, especially women in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And that is what this party must realize. But I think that the issue here, and I'll I'll just say to you that obviously the party needs to come together. Um, They were once again out-campaigned, outplayed, not by the local candidates who I know have been working hard and are exhausted this morning, but just you look at the fundraising and the amount of fundraising uh, with all the pamphlets and, and things that were being given out, the signs, the glossy signs, all of that was paid for by these these packs that come from so-called nonprofits outside of Pennsylvania, from D.C. packs or think tanks or big money or whatever you want to say. And so I think that's, that's another part of it, Andy, is that, you well, know. Well, Don. Don, where would you like to look across the country? You know, the, the one Republican victory we can point to is in Mississippi, where an incumbent governor mm-hmm. with unpopular ratings won with about 52.5%. And he was running against a Democrat who was pro-life. I can't point to one election in this country where a pro-life, yeah. Candidate one in Ohio, a now red dominated state, put a constitutional amendment on the ballot and won with 56 percent for a pro choice constitutional amendment to the Ohio Constitution. How much how many more times do we have to watch? It's going to be on state level 
uh, initiatives across the country in 2024. What you're seeing is this fundraising that's happening. And if you want to say it's coming out of California and New York and out of the Washington, D.C. PACs, fair enough. But that money is being raised nationwide, and we're going to continue to lose. It is an issue that we're on the losing side of history. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you a second point. I think the country, for whatever you're saying in the polls, is afraid of Donald Trump. I think the party needs to move on from Donald Trump and from abortion. We're on the losing side of history. Oh, great. You just riled up my audience that's already bummed out there, Andy. Yep. Thanks. I, 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 know the, I know that Republicans will disagree with me. And if they want to continue to lose elections like they did last night, like they did in 2022, like they did in 2020, like they did in 2018, then don't listen to me. Continue to hold on to these beliefs. Hold on to Donald Trump. Hold on to pro- the pro-life movement and continue to lose elections. But we're going to continue to lose. So if the most important issue to you is the abortion issue, and if the most important issue to you is Donald Trump, then hold on to those issues and we will continue to lose election after election. And eventually somebody will say, you know, we should have listened to that Bloom guy because he was right. However many elections you want to go forward, we will not win elections moving forward until we give up the pro-life movement and realize that is where America is in the 2020s. And until we move on past Donald Trump, who has 60 percent negative ratings, the same as Joe Biden. Here's the one thing that goes in our favor for 2020. Forget about the economy. Forget about abortion. The one thing the Democrats cannot get past is Joe Biden is fundamentally unable to be president of the United States. He has dementia. And I said that in 2020 and nobody listened. And he's getting older. He's not going to get younger. He's not going to become more lucid. That's the only thing Republicans can look forward to if it becomes a rematch of 2020. Nobody wants to see Donald Trump. Nobody wants to see Joe Biden. And it won't be a question of whether the economy is good or bad. That die is cast. It's only going to be a question of how little faith do people have in Joe Biden's ability to be a leader in, the, in the, this country and in, in the world. And so, you know, okay, to your point, let's, let's look at, you know, the latest polls and obviously the five candidates tonight, Andy Bloom, are going to be asked about this, uh, where they, they're going to be asked, well, hey, you used to say that Trump cannot win in a general election, but the latest polls that we look at say that, yes, um, I mean, I'm just looking at one of many, but this is the CNN poll, says Trump 49%, Joe Biden 45%. I mean, so do you, you know, think that these polls, once again, are just wrong? Well, here, here's what we've seen. We keep seeing the polls tell us one thing, yeah. and the voters tell us another thing. Did yeah. anybody see last night coming? Did anybody see 2022 coming? We thought it was going to be a red wave in 2022, and it was more of a ripple. We barely won the House of Representatives in 2022, and 
it's doubtful to me that we can hold it in 2024. And, and some of this is, is, is self-inflicted wounds. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Somebody should should gag should gag Matt Gates for starters and the eight other Republican renegades. But fortunately, the Democrats have the squad and they seem to be able to do yes. self-inflicted damage too. So that kind of equalizes itself out. But you know, the polls keep telling us to be encouraged, and then we have elections, and the elections are disappointing in 2020, in 2022, and, and last night was a huge disappointment. You know, Glenn Youngkin has, has a mm-hmm. high 50s approval rating in Virginia, and yet not only did he fail to win both uh, houses in, in the Virginia, uh, Virginia State House, he, he lost the, the one house that they held. Uh, that's 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 horrible. Yeah, it really it is. It is awful. And I mean, just for the record, I'll say this to you, Andy. I wish if I could, you know, light a candle, say a prayer and wish I wish that um, that Donald J. Trump would return to become the next president of the United States and fix things. And I believe he would. But I so that's what if I could wish I would wish that because I think that nobody uh, did it better. I think pre-pandemic, peace, prosperity, uh, you look at even his polls number, poll numbers since October 7th, and we'll get to your article on that in just a second, but I do fear that, like you're saying, that the negatives go up, that he polarizes, that he actually gets that vote of somebody who may have either stayed home or would have just voted for an alternative, like a Nikki Haley um, and I fear that we will get that kind of revenge or reversal vote where somebody just says, oh, they're just so triggered by Trump. And part of that's also an invention of the media. And part of that is just that they were triggered by his tweets, etc. But with that said, then for tonight, looking toward tonight, who do you who would you prefer? Now, I know my audience is already calling you a rhino. I, I know, you know, you, you already know that's coming, but. Yeah, look, I, I'm not. I'm not a rhino. I'm a true Republican. I am a Reagan Republican. So if if I get a wish, I wish Ronald Reagan comes back to life Ooh. and reunites this this party. Ooh, but I like that but, one. Yeah, I, I I'd like to see Ronald Reagan. And Reagan was a uniter, not a divider. I'd much rather see a Ronald Reagan figure come back to this party. Donald, Donald, look, I, I appreciated what Donald Trump did as president of the United States and agreed with almost all of his policies, by and large agreed with his policies. What I didn't agree with was Donald Trump's language. And I understand the people who say he didn't put up with, with the crap, he didn't put up with the media, he was a fighter, he punched back. But look where that got the country. It divided us. It created divisions within the country. It isn't presidential. 
And, and that is what got us to where we are. And Biden has been no better. He promised to unite us and not divide us, but he did exactly it, the opposite. He was dark Brandon at its worst, and it was a big mistake. And, and I think a lot of the reason why he's in so much trouble is because he didn't live up to what he promised. His policies have also been exactly the opposite of what he promised. Every time he goes out and says Bidenomics, I see his polls slipping another two points. He's a train wreck. He's awful on every account. At least people felt better economically pre-COVID. COVID wrecked Trump. He handled it poorly. It was his big mistake as president besides, in addition to, his language, his words which made some people feel good and made other people feel bad. Unlike a Reagan who made most people, not all, but most people feel better. I would love to see Mr. Reagan come back and make this country feel good about itself again. And I don't think Joe Biden does that, but I know Donald Trump doesn't do that. And so looking forward to tonight, who is who is your who is your plan B? Well, at, at this point, I, I'm falling into the Nikki Haley uh, column. Yeah, and I think I think that a lot of people. I think we've seen her rise, um, you know, recently in the polls as well. And so I, I agree with that. Real quick here, because I'm up against a tough break. As you look at across the country and here in Philadelphia, I mean, we have an upped presence now with actual threats. Uh, right at our Ivy League University of Pennsylvania, as I speak, the FBI is here and p- police bolstering forces because of anti-Semitic threats. It's a scary situation as this Philly Palestine group is planning all kinds of rallies coming up on Veterans Day on Saturday. And I know that you had written about this as well, Andy. Yeah, I, I've written a couple columns on on broadenliberty.com. It is the most disturbing thing that I've ever seen you know the problem is that we've spent too much time on dei for our kids and our students and we haven't spent enough time on history when they call israel a genocide state and accuse israel of genocide they're ignoring history the greatest genocide that's ever happened in modern history is what happened to the jews during the 1930s and 40s. And for them to ignore that and ignore why the state of Israel was created is just the total ignorance on their part. You know, there would nothing would be happening on the Gaza Strip if October 7th didn't happen. And for them to ignore that there are over 200 hostages being held, including Americans, mm-hmm. is just the ultimate in ignorance. What they should be calling for is the release of those hostages. Until those hostages are released, Israel should not stop going into Gaza and rooting them out. You know, they they closed a tunnel that was at a children's amusement park uh, yesterday or the day before. The the IDF closed it. This is where Hamas hides and uses human shields and hides among children's amusement parks and in residential neighborhoods. This is what we spent too much time on DEI and not teaching students history. And we've got to change that because it's resulted in great ignorance. 
Yeah, it's so true, and we're living it right here in Philadelphia and many across the country. Andy Bloom, BroadandLiberty.com. Thanks, Andy. Till next time. Don, I hope we have a great, uh, we have a greater looking forward yes. than we have looking back. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that one. Making uh, the Republican Party better again. I don't know. Andy Bloom, we appreciate you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.